Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hold on to your seats. You are about to engage in a listening experience unlike anything you have ever listened to before. We now present to you Adult Entertainment Radio. Are a couple of little fin jerk offs. This is the Artie and Eric show. With Artie. You shoot me in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. And Eric. Come on, you know I drive great when I'm drunk. Isn't that what makes a man? Mm, sure, that in the peritestinal. The Artie and Eric show. It's the ID and Eric show live. I apologize. Uh, didn't think uh, I thought I was on the air, but I guess I'm not. So I guess I am now. How you like that? How you like those apples? It's the ID and Eric show here. I'm sold tonight. Uh, no one's with me, unfortunately. Uh, Eric, I believe, is sick. Um, so he said he couldn't make it tonight. So I am uh, kicking it old school like I was back in uh, college again, uh, doing a solo radio show. On a weekday night, uh, if you are a fan of mine and you followed me back in the day, uh, you would know that I was uh, the co- uh, host of the Late Night of Adi 84 show for many, many, many moons. And, uh, yeah. So we're going to do this again. 617-606-4122 is the number in the studio uh, if you want to get us, if you want to get lucky, if you want to get crazy. Um, that's how you're going to do it. And, uh, we're going to be doing this all night long. So, uh, if, uh, if you have anything you want to talk about, uh, any antidotes, if you will, um, uh, please feel free to, uh, you know, chime in and, uh, you know, give us something to talk about. Just like, uh, Bonnie Raitt says, let's give us something to talk about. So I'm just going to get started here, considering uh, I might as well, right? It is my myself. I have a big trip coming on, if you guys are, if you haven't already know. It's uh, the Southwest Baseball Road Trip. It's the big, just the big trip for the year that I usually do. I usually do one a year. Last year I did a, kind of a Midwest trip. And uh, this year it's going to be a Southwest. I'm flying to Phoenix tomorrow, up to Vegas tomorrow night. And then uh, over to San Diego, up to L.A., cross back over to Vegas, back to L.A., back to Phoenix. I'm going to be driving an estimate of 2,000 miles in about five days. So if you uh, want to follow me along on this trip, you can. I have set up a website called wheresadi.com. That's Adi with a Y. Wheresadi.com. You can... Log on to there, and you can see my GPS location where I'm going to be every 10 minutes while I'm driving. And you're going to also see the live web- webcam in the car while I'm driving, too. So if you're curious and you want to jump along, feel free. I'll be putting on shows, I guess, uh, along the way. 
And uh, it's, it's for your pure entertainment only. Uh, you know, I do, I do this for you guys. I don't do it for myself. If you also want to get us on our Facebook chat here, chat here if you're a uh, friend of mine on Facebook, feel free to chime in via Facebook chat if you're uh, too shy to give us a call in. And that number is again 617-606-4122. It'll be here till midnight. On the East Coast, 9 o'clock. On the West Coast, a lot has happened in the last week since we've been here. Uh, we have, uh, well, we have some deaths. Uh, we talked about the Bruins already. Uh, they had won the day before we went on the air last week. Uh, but I like to still talk about the parade. It was uh, phenomenal in Boston. Uh, millions, I would say at least a million people showing up, uh, you know, just enjoying themselves to the, to the nth degree, if you will. Uh, to celebrate the Bruins championship finally winning after all these years. It's amazing that uh, quite the team they put together could easily just, uh, you know, do what they got to do and uh, win a Stanley Cup. This doesn't happen every year here in Boston, especially uh, the hockey team. But it's always something new, always something different. Going on. It means the Patriots have the longest drought of six years of getting a championship in the city. So it's uh it's very interesting, if you will. If you will is my new saying. I like to say if you will multiple times. Uh why? Because uh that's what I do. I'm just gonna sit here and drink beer and chat with you people out there in Radio Land if you're listening. And uh I feel like I'm doing truck truck and trucker radio. Um I'm very into the trucking lifestyle. I'm sure if this is coming up time and time. I mean, you know, before I get started, I just want to say uh, you guys don't know how lucky you are out there in Radio Land tonight. Uh, usually, um, you hear me just going back and forth, nothing really special. I'm just kind of shooting it. But tonight, I'm uh, all by myself. So you really get to get to know me uh, like you've never known me before. It's going to be very uh, intimate. We're going to get very uh, emotional. We're going to get to know each other. You're going to get to know me. And, uh, you know, we could do this any way you like it. We could do it all night. We could do it all weekend. Like the uh, rappers say, I believe. I don't know what I was talking about. I lost my train of thought. But uh, they were drop Bruins, Bruins parade every year, Patriots. Myself. Well, let's get. To, let me introduce myself to you. My name is Adi Eighty Four. I am a radio DJ. Been uh, doing this for multiple years now, and uh, many avenues, if you will, of the radio business. And uh, this is a. Uh, the Adi and Eric radio show. Let me talk. Let me tell you about this thing I used to do um, back in the day. I hosted a show. It was called uh, Wire After Dark with Arturo Henrico, and I used to play uh, songs like this on Wednesday nights between the hours of eleven and midnight. And uh, people used to call in and tell me about their uh, their lives. 
and uh, their situations and their heartbreaks, and it was uh, a very, very different. So I'm going to go back a little bit, and I'm going to pretend it's uh, 2002 again. Hello, welcome to Wire After Dark with Arturo Henrique. Are you out there lonely? Did someone break your heart? Um, Colin, talk to us. Dedicate this song. Do what you have to do, because when your heart is wounded and broken, then it's very, very sad, and it cannot move. So you have to break those pieces and put them together and do what you have to do. Wire after dark. That's basically what I did for uh, for a whole year or so. It was very interesting. Uh, people enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And uh meet a lot of girls that way. Doing a late night talk uh, music show. But now I just remember what I was talking about. We're talking about trucking radio. So I have this fascination with uh, trucker radio, if you will. I find it very, very, very fascinating that these these people uh, drive for hours and hours a day, and it's their job. I uh, considered multiple times becoming a truck driver. I figured the lifestyle would be nice. I do like to travel, so I figured it would only make sense for me to... Uh, basically, travel and drive and get paid. So, further investigations, I guess you could say it with the turning point of this when I finally figured out uh, what trucking was all about was uh, when I got my uh, satellite radio. They had a truck driver station. And there's this one particular DJ. His name was uh, Trucking Bozo. And uh, Trucking Bozo is uh, currently still on on the afternoon drives. And he... Uh, just basically, it was him and the radio, and people called in and just talked to him. Like, truck drivers called because they were bored and wanted someone to talk to, and there was characters on the show, and uh, there was a whole lot of things out there. And it was pretty cool. So I go, you know what? I think I want to, you know, if I can't be a truck driver, then uh, maybe I'll be uh, one of the truck and radio, if you will. So uh, that avenue is soon to be explored. And when it, when it is, I will uh, make sure everyone knows about it. 617-606-4122. This is going to be a long night if I can't get a phone call here in the studio. Phone lines are open. All lines are open. You call in. Talk about whatever you like. If you want to make fun of me for uh, an hour and 45, an hour and 15 minutes, feel free to. If you want to, you know, request a song or something like that, I could do that for you. We could do a... Go really old back. Uh, if you want to know about, more about my trip, we can do that too. I uh, basically have um, set myself up so that people can watch every move I make. This is the uh, itinerary, if you will, if you're curious. It's on uh, wizardy.com. Uh, basically, I'm going to be uh, in tomorrow around 11 o'clock local time, which will be on the Pacific time, in uh, Phoenix. And head north towards, uh, northwest, I should say, to Las Vegas via uh, Flagstaff, the Grand Canyon Village, and finally Las Vegas. Um, it's uh, going to be quite the trip. A lot of miles tomorrow when we're driving. I think I officially wrote down um, well, 400 miles I'll be driving tomorrow, give or take. 
And uh, it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day, but a little more than 400 miles. Well, 500 miles to Vegas. The interesting route I'm taking. But um, the second day will be in San Diego. Um, I'm going to be seeing the world's largest thermometer along the way. That should be interesting. Uh, after that, it's uh, to L.A., where I'll be uh, hanging and chilling at uh, the Dodgers Stadium. And then after that, it'll be, uh, what's going on here? I don't know what I just did. The Dodgers Stadium, then off to Vegas again on Sunday night. And then uh, after that, it'll be uh, another night in Vegas, then off to L.A. again the next night where I'll be staying uh then finally staying the night in L.A. And then um, to Phoenix. So it should be a good time. If you will. It's the Addy and Eric show. No Eric today. Eric uh, sick. I think he might have caught something. Some kind of disease or whatnot. I'm not quite sure exactly. But uh, I'm sure he will be around. Next week. Uh, next week, I will not be here. I will actually be um, not here. I, I have uh, prior obligations that would prevent me from coming into uh, this fine establishment for the night. But um, I will uh, be the week after. And uh, But I will be calling it next week. Like I usually do when I'm not here. To uh, be part of the show and talk about whatever and whatever. According to... Uh, what would Tyler Durgan do? Um, it's a very interesting website. Nice gospel website. Uh, if you haven't already heard, which I'm sure you have, uh, Whitey Bulger has finally been caught after 16 years on the lam. Uh, local Boston gangster has uh, been on the FBI's most wanted list since 1994-ish. And he finally got caught in Santa Monica, California, last night with his long girlfriend, longtime girlfriend. Eighty-one years old, he is. Uh, he had quite the run, I guess. He went, I mean, being sixty-four to eighty-one, and uh, at that point, you think it, if you're successful for sixteen years, how come you just really couldn't go? Or did he want to get caught? Was he exhausted of his funds and he needed to find something to do? Not too sure. But what is for sure is that this fine president of the United States, which I'm not particularly a fan of, but I have to give him props because two of the guys on the top ten most wanted list for the FBI has been had been caught in the last two months, starting with uh, Osama bin Laden and then now with Wadi Bulger. I mean, this guy's really cleaning up shop, really uh, taking everything for what it's worth. It's amazing. It's amazing. 617-606-4122 is the number if you want to call in. And you can also get me on Facebook chat and uh, tone in over there. Come on, give me a text message. Someone. Let's interact with the show. Let's get the show going. In other news... Uh, let's see, Jackass star Ryan Dunn had died on Monday night. Um, that was driving at least 
twice the legal limit with uh, at the authorities say uh, of alcohol in his uh, system. He was a point one nine six. The legal limit is point zero eight. The initial reconstruction investigation determined that uh, Ryan Dunn's vehicle was traveling between one hundred thirty two and one hundred and forty miles uh, per hour at the time. The car basically became a missile when it uh, left the road and uh, became inborn, then burst into flames. Um, it is pretty crazy uh, to think that if for celebrities, why would you risk it all and risk death or loss of license or whatnot when you could easily, with your money, uh, call a car service, you know, have someone drive you, uh, basically... Don't even go near it, which is something I always understand. You always see these celebrities uh, get in trouble for drunk driving and all this stuff, but it's like, you know, all you had to do was, uh, you know, call a cab, call a limo, you know, have a buddy drive, pay him, pay someone to drive. Shit, if they wanted me to drive them around all night and stuff and paid me a hefty fee, I'd be more than happy to uh, take part of those uh, activities. So those are the big, big news topics this week since the last time we were here. It is uh, an interesting news week. The summer, summer is finally here. Um, basically, it was uh, the first day of summer on the 21st, a few days ago. And it feels like it. Uh, not, well, not today. Up here in Boston, it was uh, very rainy. Uh, it's very uh, interesting the amount of water that uh, has uh, fallen in the last uh, 48 hours or so. But uh, it's the way it is. We're getting our uh, it's weather very, very odd around here. Let's get some uh, breaking news from CNN. Officials monitoring rising floodwaters at Nebraska nuclear power plant. Um, if you had noticed, it's been having terrible rains in the Midwest of this country. Um, water in many of the rivers have been rising significantly, uh, evacuating cities and small towns along the waterways. Sources say U.S. nuclear re- regulators say two Nebraska power plants that have protect- protected critical equipment from rising waters of the Missouri River even though flooding has reached the grounds of one of them. So uh, basically what they're saying is these, these power plants built on the river um, have planned for such a incident where the water would rise. Uh, unlike the uh, folks over in the Japan power plant, which clearly it did not seem they did. But that's the way it is. So hopefully things work out fine in the middle of the country. In other world news, I will get to something in a second. Let's see. I always go to CNN. They're calm. Just kind of gallivant through it, see if I see anything I uh, I like. Uh, if you uh, see debt ceiling talks on verge of collapse, well, that's not a good thing. Way too much debt in this country. I can see myself rambling. I can't believe I did this for... Three hours by myself for four years. It's very difficult to get back on this old pogo stick and uh, ride this wave again. I would, it's crazy to think that I sat there and just 
talk to no one. Well, what essentially is no one in the studio. I mean, there's people out there listening. And what do you think? How do you feel about this whole situation? The Addy and Eric show is just not the same. With all a couple people, right? It's nice to have a few few people so you can toss ideas off of each other. And, uh, you know, basically get an idea. And uh, when you're by yourself, it's very difficult to do that because you're just rambling. And no one's really listening. I guess I could go into some some uh, interesting uh, stories about uh, my traveling uh, escapades in the past. Some situations I may have gotten myself into that uh, at the time I was not exactly uh, comfortable with. But now when I look back at it, I guess it wasn't all that bad. It could have been a lot worse. Very lot worse. Let's see. I uh, have at least one listener, which is good. Because if I... Uh, I know I'm talking to at least one person out there. I like to get an idea of how many uh, numbers of people are listening. And um, it's a little difficult. To know exactly what to talk about. This is ridiculous. I can't believe I'm fucking doing this show by myself. um, For for an hour and a half talking to myself about nothing. That's one thing when I'm driving for five days by myself. And I'm talking to myself. That's one thing. Because I'm not... I don't don't feel obligated in a 15 minute uh, time... uh, uh, Excuse me. A 90 minute time span. Just to ramble and talk. Like a lunatic. Right now, it's just me, and I'm looking at my bear, and I, I'm thinking to myself, um, if you could speak back to me, what would you say? And it's just a bear. He doesn't say anything. And that's unfortunate, because, you know, that's a missed opportunity from the bear, because you could have added some input to the show. Made it a little bit more interesting than it is right now. I can almost guarantee that. This is one hell of a show that's going on. This is really giving me a reality check of what I really should be doing to get this show rolling. I mean, we sit here at the station. We're a very successful radio station on regular radio, on regularradio.com with five. Several shows that, are, that air uh, each, uh, each and every day, all hours of the day. Like, we have a very fine program on before us called the, This Big Sauce Radio, which um, I still don't think they like me very much because the first few months I was here, I kept calling it Big Sausage Radio. Um, and I just thought that was the name because when the host was Italian, but with a later uh, correction, I found out that no, it was not Big Sausage Radio; it was Big Sauce. So it's a very, very fabulous program. They just had some live music on. They have uh, several guests that come in and out, and uh, you know what? It's a it's a really good time. Uh, after us, we have Stack City, which is a couple a uh, couple nice guys who play some hip hop and talk about uh, shit. I guess you could say it's the easiest way to put it. They talk about shit and play some music. And so it's no different than this show right now, except there's a few more of them currently. And uh, this one's just me. And I'm rambling to you guys about, uh, about whatever. Um, and, you know, it's very, very difficult for me to, uh, to really think about what's going on um, with uh, the situation that's going on here. I mean, I can remember back to times where we had, uh, just recently, about seven people in the studio. 
and it was a very successful night. The show went very by, very, very fast. There was a lot of interaction, and everyone seemed to enjoy themselves thoroughly. And now I look back to, uh, to tonight, and the show is quite empty. Uh, there's quite little people in this place, and, uh, you know, it's very, very upsetting because uh, I, I, I'm, a little, I'm a little scared, you know. I'd feel a lot more comfortable if there was more people here with me because this, this, this place gets a little, a little frightening at night. Um, walking around all by myself. And uh, it's uh, a little frightening. It's a little frightening. Oh, maybe I get two listeners now. This is great. This is probably more than I've had the whole entire time I was on uh, WML or uh, WIRE. It's, it's amazing. But uh, so we're gonna we're gonna take a little break here. I'm gonna collect my thoughts. I'm gonna maybe uh, write things down, and uh, perhaps uh, try to figure out what the hell we're gonna be doing for this next uh, hour on the Idea Network Radio Show. If you want to give me a call, we can key you up, and get you on here. Uh, we can six one seven six zero six four one two two is the number here at the studio six one seven six zero six four one two two. You can get me on Facebook Messenger if you're. Uh, a friend of mine, I do have a thousand plus, and if you are one of them, feel free to uh, chime in, and uh, you know, get uh, get going. You know, we'll have ourselves a uh, a hell of a time, and uh, we'll be kicking this off again, just in a bit. A couple songs from uh, two uh, fam- two uh, artists that I do enjoy listening to, especially late at night when I'm alone. And this candle's burning, and there's a bathtub full of bubbles calling my name. We'll be back. The ID Network Radio Show on RegularRadio.com. All right, we're back. It's the ID Network Radio Show. Minus Eric. Just me. This band's great right here. A lot of them, though. It's a lot of people in one band. Sad. New Kids on the Block. Backstreet Boys. And uh, I was thinking about it. The Backstreet Boys... Uh, came out uh, when I was, uh, I would say, end of elementary school, junior highish. I would say more junior highish. But uh, new kid, but new kids on the block came out when I had just started elementary school. I had to be in first grade, so these guys must be pretty damn old. But uh, this song right here, like this, probably the hook right here. That is a toe tapper. If I if I if I knew what one was, if if I didn't know what one was, it's, it's good. It's a toe tapper. Uh, it's a good song. New Kids on the Block, Backstreet Boys. They were here in Boston uh, last week. Uh, two shows. They played at uh, the Boston Garden, and they also played at Fenway Park. Fenway Park uh, was very nice, very nice uh, show. If you like uh, being saturated with water, I did not go. Um, I was very upset about not going. It just hurt, and uh, this really, really upset. But. Uh, I heard uh, it was uh, quite white. It was a white time. O.J. Simpson. I don't know if you guys heard this one. Uh, apparently, uh, O.J. is going to be going on the Oprah Network and telling everyone that he's going to actually confess to uh, the murders of his uh, wife and uh, Ron Goldman. Uh, this is what I have heard uh, according to... Sources such as uh, Newsweek and, um, excuse me, uh, not Newsweek, uh, what would Tyler Durgan do 
and Perez Hilton. I don't know what I said. Newsweek. It's very, very different than Newsweek. But apparently, uh, they will be. Um, he will be coming on. But uh, it's gonna be speculation. He's gonna be coming out of jail pretty soon, and uh, you know, he's gonna be looking for some cash. So what's the best way to get some cash? It's uh, basically to, you know, start selling things off. So uh, we'll see how uh, re- uh, how real this actually is uh, in the upcoming, uh, I would say, months or so. We'll give us a call here at the studio. It's the ID Network Radio Show, 617-606-4122. Give us a call. Talk about anything you have in your mind. Uh, we're doing this to midnight on the East Coast, 9 o'clock on the West Coast, noontime in India. Or Australia, or the other side of the world, if you listen to us worldwide. We are on the World Wide Web, so you can listen to us anywhere you have an internet connection, which is a great thing. Uh, they're usually a co-host tonight. His name's Eric. He's not here. I am taking a helm, kicking it old school like I did uh, back in the day when I was on college radio for many years. I hosted my own show and, um, you know, did whatever. Uh, if you don't want to call, you can give me on Facebook chat. And if you want to chime in, you can. That's cool. We'll be doing that also. Nothing wrong with that. Just chiming in, saying a comment, giving a heads up or whatnot like that. Let me know you're listening here. Uh, I wanted to get into uh, one of my past uh, travels experiences back in the day. Uh, what happened, uh, I would say it was summer of 2008-ish, um, and it was around this time of the year. It was the end of June. I had decided I was going to take a trip to Texas and uh, while I was there, I was going to see the Red Sox play the Houston Astros. Now, I based most of my trips primarily on baseball and baseball teams and uh, seeing the stadiums. I do have a, uh, a goal that I would like to see all 30 stadiums before I'm 30. And I go to all 50 states before I am uh, before I'm 30 also. So, so far, I got about, uh, after this trip, I'll have like four, I'll have five states left. And six baseball stadiums, and uh, I will be 27 in July. So I, I have uh, three full years to uh, get this complete, and that is the goal. Um, we'll see how this this works out. But uh, this time I went to uh, this, this trip. I had flown into Austin and rented a vehicle, and had driven, 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 driven to Houston to go see the game. And uh, the idea of the trip was I was going to drive to Houston go to a game, drive to Dallas, go to a game, and then drive to Austin, drop my rental car off, and take a bus up to Denver. It was going to be a late-night bus. It was going to go over the night, and uh, it was going to drop me off at Denver around 9, 10 o'clock the next morning, and I was going to go to the game that night. Uh, so the first, I would say, two-thirds of the trip worked exactly the plan. I flew into Austin, I drove to Houston, and went to the game, then I drove to Denver, I mean, excuse me, Dallas. I went to a Rangers game, um, did some exploring of the state, some driving around and whatnot. I got to uh, see Dallas and Houston. And, uh, yeah, it, it was great. And then so the last day I was leaving Dallas, I was driving back to Austin, which is a couple hours away, and I was going to drop my rental car off and then jump on the bus. And uh, I did so. And the bus was I had a connector. It was weird. I had to drive from Dallas to Austin and then go on a uh, bus back to Dallas and then connect to one that's going to go to Denver throughout the night. And I was so sketched out on this first leg of this trip on this bus. I just said to myself, you know, like, you know what, screw it. I will not be taking this bus to Denver. I could not 
wrap my mind around the notion that I would be sitting on a bus for 10 hours. I took the bus in here today to Boston for my uh, residence in the fine town of Everett. And there was enough creeps on this, this NBTA bus to basically, uh, set, to, to, to basically, you know, show enough evidence to why a Greyhound bus would be worse. And people, it was just disgusting. It was dirty. It smelled. It was, it was, it was seriously issues with this uh, situation. So I made an executive decision right there on. I decided what I was going to do was I was going to get off the bus in Dallas, which I did, and rent a car. I was just going to rent a car and drive to Denver. Crazy idea. So I was going to get the car. My flight was leaving Denver, so basically I was going to pick up a car, drive it up, and then drop it off in Denver airport, and then, you know, go from there, fly home, whatnot. So... I figure out how am I going to get a car. So I had to pick up the rental car at the Dallas-Fort Worth airport, but I was in downtown Dallas. This homeless man came up to me as I was outside trying to figure out my, my next move. It was a nice guy. His name was Hector, and it happened to be his birthday. It was uh, the 1st of July, I believe. It was about 110 degrees in Dallas at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And he was kind enough to take me to the commuter rail station a block away, and basically uh, show me how to use the system and how to get to the airport and what stop to get off and whatnot. It's very, very nice of him. I did give him a 20 spot for his time in not killing me, which I always fail at. If I give a homeless person money, he is most likely not to kill me because he had gotten something out of the deal. And that's the way I live my life. That's my, mo- my uh, motto, if you will, paying homeless people so they don't kill you. And to me, I feel that that the money you give him justifies his his uh, his civic duty of my uh, personal tour guide of Dallas, and uh, yeah, it, it seemed like to be very very successful the idea. So long story short, I, I get on the bus, I take it to the rental car place, I get the rental car, and now my next move is to drive it to Denver. Now at this point, it's five o'clock at night. And I'm looking at roughly about a 12 to 10 hour, 10 to 12 hour drive to Denver from where I am located. And I was going to take a, uh, a very uh, interesting route. I was going to take one and go up towards, uh, towards Nebraska, Kansas and whatnot, and then cut across uh, Wyoming and then pop down. And that would have been the idea. And uh, I decided, yes, you know what, I'm going to do that. So, I, uh, I did so, and, but uh, it, like I said, it was 5 o'clock at night, so essentially that would have got me uh, somewhere up there, around there, around uh, like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, but this is what I had to do. I had to drive and sleep and figure out what I was going to do. I had some rambling right now. I think the bear is kicking in. I am on my third one in the last uh, 45 minutes. I do got to be at Logan Airport tomorrow morning at 4.45 a.m. to catch my flight to uh, the fine city of Phoenix. Tomorrow night, I will be in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Feel free to chime in and uh, talk about whatever. Give me a call here at the studio at 617-606-4122-617-606-4122. 
six wolves, six wolves, six, four, one, two, two. And uh, it's the ID Network Radio extravaganza program, uh, situation, whatever you will. So I'm driving to leave the Dallas airport and I'm heading north and I, uh, I realized that I had not charged my cellular phone the night before and I had the old Blackberry and uh, I'm driving, driving, driving and I don't have a car charger. So what is it bored to do? So I had brought this, this mini uh, power inverter. You, you probably have seen these things. It converts uh, 12 volts uh, from the car's cigarette lighter to a 110-volt uh, power outlet that you can use to power uh, such things, uh, you know, such as your, uh, your computer or a coffee maker, if you will, or a, uh, for the ladies, a vibrating toy that it plugs in that may be used for your own personal devices. But anyways, I had uh, taken one with me on the road, and I had plugged it into the car, and I was wanting to plug my computer in so I could uh, basically figure out what the hell, where I was at one particular point. When I've done so, I actually shorted all the circuits in the rental car that controlled the cigarette lighter. So, unbeknownst to myself, I just thought it was a bad power inverter. So I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm driving, and it's getting around, it's getting to dusk out around now. It's about 7.30, I'm mid-Oklahoma, I had crossed the border, I'm in the middle of Oklahoma, and I'm up, ah, look, actually, you know what, I'm a little before, I'm a little right, right over the border of Oklahoma, of Texas, you know what I mean? So I'm driving, 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 and I see a uh, Travel America truck stop, and I, I love truck stops, I love visiting truck stops, hanging out in truck stops, um, I like to embrace myself in the trucking style, if, if you're listening to the first uh Half hour of the show, I went on a tangent about how I wish I was a truck driver, uh, but I decided maybe be a truck and radio guy would be more up my avenue. Um, so I digress. Basically, I went into a truck stop and bought myself a cheap, uh, generic uh, uh, a car charger for my BlackBerry. Now, if you guys own Blackberries, you know the charger is nothing, nothing more than a small little uh, USB plug that plugs into the side of it. So I bought this, and I plugged it in. My phone still wasn't charging. And I was a little concerned. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why the hell isn't this thing working? Uh, come to find out, I, that's when I figured out I blew the fuse. So I went into the, the truck stop, and I got myself another fuse, popped it in, and then, boom, I had charged it to my battery. Now, I also had a GPS that ran on the same uh, battery uh, or the same plug adapter. So what I did was I uh, was taking turns plugging my GPS in, which I could not operate while it was plugged in, but I could charge it. It was very bizarre. That uh, GPS is currently um, probably in someone's pocket um, in the North Shore area who had broken into my Jeep uh, many uh, months ago and stolen a generic uh, $50 fucking GPS. To, to, to unbeknownst to myself, they did more damage to my vehicle and... Um, than what they did, uh, GTL on my G6. So um, I had used this GPS to try to figure out where the fuck I was going. So I finally figured out where I was going. And uh, I realized that around 1 o'clock in the morning, I was getting a little bit sleepy. And I needed to at least take a nap of some sort. I needed to uh, sleep and get some energy because I did have another 6 to 7 hours ahead of me driving. So what I did was I... Uh, and, uh, this is a suggestion I suggest to Anyone out there who who's deciding to do the same uh, the same situation, or if you got yourself into the situation and you need to figure out what to do, 
I strongly advise you follow this advice. Uh, if you're going to sleep in your vehicle, what I would suggest is that you pull over to a well or mid-litted parking lot, um, one that has many cars in it. I would always suggest a hotel parking lot is probably your best bet. And uh, from the hotel parking lot, you can sit there and you can basically relax and don't worry about, you know, someone jumping up to your car or someone hitting your car or something like that. Like I found like some people decide, hey, let's, uh, you know, pull over to the side of the road and uh, and basically sleep there. But then you risk uh, being on the side of the road and a car, oncoming car not seeing you, which would be very dangerous. And I would strongly advise you not to do such a thing because it would just not be a, a wise decision. So... Uh, what I did was, if you pull into a parking lot of a hotel, it's very well lit, and you can easily see uh, what is going on. And um, so what I did that, so it was one thirty, two 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm on the border of Oklahoma, Kansas, and I basically just uh, pulled into the parking lot, I took the back seat down, it was one of those, uh, one of those cars, one of those vehicles where you could easily take the back seat, and you can bring the seats down and extend it, so I climbed into the, the trunk, if you will. Uh, with a sweatshirt, and I slept there for uh, four hours. I set my alarm on my phone, wake me up around 5.30. I did that, and then I was uh, on my way. It was uh, quite the interesting night, um, sleeping in the back of a, oh, I think it was a Chevy Avivo or whatever that may be. What was that? We got some sound effects here. Got a listener. His name is uh, Sonny Blessings. He's one of the biggest fans of the show. Listen down there in, uh, in the Brockton area, Boston area. He is uh, a regular listener of the ID and Eric show. He listens very often, and I just want to tell him hi. And uh, oh, who else we got listening to? We also have uh, a Reggie listening to, Reggie Lewis. Not one of the Reggie Lewis Center. He's also listening. And a few other characters. You know, I find that this show has a very interesting amount of people that uh, tune in. A wide uh, spectrum, if you will, of uh, personalities that find myself very humorous, along with Eric. Um, it's one of those things where it's, you know... It's a niche, I guess you could say. Not so much a niche. I would say it's more or less a uh, a type. Not everyone enjoys the same type of entertainment, but there is a selected few people who do. And I was surprised to find out that the majority of our audience is female, especially how uh, how yucky we could be. But uh, I didn't want to digress off the story too much, but basically what happens is I woke up and I survived and I made it to Denver. And that's in the story. But uh, hopefully in this trip, I have hotel rooms. I hope uh, you don't... uh, hope I don't end up sleeping in the back of my rental car. That would be quite terrible. And uh, I don't think uh, I would survive this trip. This is the trip that my friends say I may die on. So this may be the last time you're hearing my voice. In about six hours, my flight will be taken off. And uh, that plane could crash. 
What I like to do is before I fly, I like to go to YouTube and watch hours and hours of plane crash videos. Planes uh, crashing, taking off, planes crashing, landing, uh, planes, uh, planes just crashing. That's what I like to do. I'm a sickle. So it kind of pumps me up. They come when necessary, man. So, Father's Day was last Sunday. I just want to wish a happy Father's Day to uh, all the fathers out there. I have an interesting story to uh, bring up on the last segment of the show about uh, kids you didn't know you had. And then you get a card in the mail. And suddenly you have them. So basically, I will be talking about this on the next segment of the show. You're listening to the ID and Eric Radio Show here on Unregular Radio. And uh, we'll be back after these words. All right, we're back. It's the ID and Eric Radio Show. The last segment of my solo adventure tonight. First time. Many moons and by myself here on the radio. It's the eve of my uh, big uh, adventure trip to the uh, West Coast for the first time of my life. It's going to be a good time. I'm very excited about it, very enthused. Five days, 2,000 miles, four states, four baseball parks, and four major cities will be visited. Uh, you can check it all out at wearsadi.com, www.wearsadi, Adi spelt with a Y, no apostrophe in the wears. Dot com. You can get a link of it on my Facebook page. Either or works. If you want to give us a call here at the studio or give me a call here at the studio, it's 617-606-4122. I'm finally figuring out this whole DJ system. It's only my second day up here in the helm ever since we've been on the station. So uh, it's nice to finally figure out exactly what the hell is going on with uh, this whole thing. And I seem to get this thing done uh done pretty well and if you get you have a facebook and you're on right now i see i have 83 of my uh, thousand friends on right now feel free to shoot me over a message let me know what's going on i'll give you a shout out or whatnot and all that jazz so i was talking about a story uh about father's day and finding out you are a father and i'm thinking to myself what would be the very uncomfortable situation that one would fail if they had received a Father's Day card in the mail, but did not know they were a father. So I digress. So this is the idea. One day you're sitting there, and uh, hold on, before I get started. I just, 418, I just got a shout out at 418. Sunny Blessings is very, very, uh, very, very demanding of this. He's like, shout out at 418. I got my girl listening. That's how he talks. He's like, shout out to your show. Got my girl listening. He's uh, Asian, if you didn't know my accent very well. Uh, so basically what happened was uh, you would you wake up. You, it was Father's Day. Well, I guess you couldn't wake up on Father's Day and get in the mail unless you were just delayed. Maybe it was the day before Father's Day. And you go to Kaya and uh, happy Father's Day. And it was addressed from... Pittsburgh. Ooh, and you wonder, when was the last time I was in Pittsburgh? And you think back, and you're like, well, I didn't have sex with anyone in Pittsburgh. 
So that would be a problem. This happened to a buddy of mine, uh, a good friend of mine. We went on spring break together, and uh, he had met this girl and her friend. I was with him. The four of us met uh, on the beaches of Fort Myers back in March of uh, 2006. And uh, he started talking to this girl, long distance, uh, not a relationship, but uh, texting back and forth and uh, talking and all that stuff and, you know, and whatnot. And, uh, but they had fooled around on the beach the night before he left. There was no insertion. There was no penal to Vijay insertion. It was uh, what he describes it as a lot of foreplay and hand jobs. I believe his exact quote was, she was changing gears with my cock as if I was an Indy car going into the final lap. So I don't know if that is actually a, a, a symbolic expression for a really good hand job. Or the girl just didn't know what she was doing. So time goes on. We leave. And he talks to her. And uh, about a month after spring break. This is about April. I remember quite fondly. It was the middle of the baseball opening month. He had uh, told me that he had talked to her the other day. And uh, she is pregnant. Pregnant, I said. Well, who is the baby's daddy? From what I understand is when we were down there, she did not have a boyfriend. Neither did her friend. So was she just very promiscuous? Was she getting passed around on the spring break block like a joint at a Grateful Dead concert? Perhaps. Or perhaps she did have a boyfriend... And on her spring break, she wanted to get a little crazy. That would have seemed to be the answer to this rid- uh, riddle, I guess. Is it a riddle? It's more of a statement, I guess. An answer to the statement. So it's an answer to a question because yeah, you got to stand. Okay, so anyways. He's very concerned because he is afraid that the... The human juices that were um, extracted from his body via the NASCAR uh, gear change had somehow gotten into her and impregnated her. I had explained to him several times that it is very impossible to get a girl pregnant without having sex. It's almost 110% impossible. I've heard stories of one pump in done, or just the tip to see how it goes, or uh, let's use a bag and then it broke. I heard of all these examples of how you could get a girl pregnant, but he basically just finger blasted the shit out of her and got jerked off, and that was the extent of their sexual escapades. So I believe, and what I still believe to this day, that he is not the father. That he should not be getting a Father's Day card in the mail from a kid who's six years old who sent him a picture of him in a Brady jersey with one of those Jersey Shore blowouts. Now, my friend has been going bald since the summer of 2007. 
and never really had a head of hair. So I'd be uh, very confident to say by that picture, that's not the kid. Now, the same kid, this same friend has been in this situation um, a time before. And this situation occurred um, right out of high school. Um, he was dating this girl. Let's say uh, her name was Jill. Well, Jill and my friend um, started dating because they had worked together at, a, uh, at this particular place. And the uh, two of them, you know, were basically nothing but work friends because this girl, Jill, had a boyfriend who also worked in the same exact place. Who she was very, very um, close with. She uh, was very uh, in love with, from what we thought. Well, sometime around six months into his uh, work career at this place, um, things started going south of Jill and her boyfriend. And guess who was there to lend a lend a shoulder to? It was my friend. And he led more than just the shoulder. He lended a bed in his house. Which is very awkward because he shared a house. I guess you couldn't say share. He lived in a house with his parents and his uh, brothers and sisters. And basically was just, just had a room. So he had set up a... I guess you could say a makeshift air mattress in his bedroom and allowed this girl to sleep there. And it started off one of those things where she was there once or twice a week, just when she needed to get out of the house, when she didn't want to see the the boyfriend that she was uh, having issues with and whatnot. And that's what it started out as. And then it started off, let's, well, what if there's, you know, we might as well just stay here all the time. To, well, we might as well share a bed. To we, uh, well, we might as well have foreplay. To we might as well, you know, once won't hurt, twice, yeah, uh, three times. Uh, to uh, with a condom. To uh, we could do it without a condom. I'm on the pill. To um, her getting back of her boyfriend. <laughs> this is the same friend. Let me let me add you. This is the whole Pittsburgh situation happened. Months, uh, years after this, this is we're, just, we're talking about 10, 15 years ago, almost 15 years ago. This first situation happened, and uh, basically, what happened was uh, he had found out she had gotten pregnant, and he was uh, concerned as any uh, guy who is having unprotected sex with a girl regularly should be. I know I would be quite concerned if I raw-dogged it and a female had gotten pregnant. Um, yes, she could have been with multiple partners. That's, uh, that's not the question at hand yet. That was, it's quite, it was quite, uh, quite known that she was. And um, she, 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 she got along around the block a few times. If you, uh, if you will. So, um, so he wasn't going to jump to any conclusions and be like, you know, hey, uh, this is my girl. This is my baby. At this point, she was already back together with her boyfriend. And months had passed. And a beautiful baby was born. On October nights, 
a night much like tonight's. And the birth certificate was presented, and the boyfriend signed it. Now, to this day, my good friend, the one who perhaps has a kid in Pittsburgh, and perhaps has a kid somewhere in New Hampshire, has no legal obligation to any of them. Why? Because if it was, in fact, his sperm that did impregnate the girl, the girl refused to even consider it and therefore signed the boyfriend's that they were with name. Now, if I was my friend, I would be like, all right, so you're playing Russian roulette. You get a bullet in the chamber. There's six chambers. You're spinning that thing round and round. You click once, nothing. You click twice, nothing. Now, do you click three times just to see if it's going to work? I wouldn't. I could be completely honest with you. I wouldn't click the first time. I would make sure the safety was on, and that's what he should have done. Safety being a proactive uh, condom to the labors. If you uh, if you catch my drift, the reason I tell you this story is because I had talked to my friend the other day, which I hadn't talked to him in a few years, and I asked him how he was. Do you believe he had met a girl when he was vacationing down in Delaware last summer? And he had relations with said girl. And would you believe that said girl is now pregnant? Six months into the oven, the baby is. How much, how lucky... Could you get? This guy wants to test all the all the chambers to see exactly what the hell is going on. He is willing to just be like, eh. I dodged it twice before, let's dodge it a third time. And this seems to be his uh his his model 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 model, if you will, of life. So people like my friend, I would strongly suggest, don't, uh, don't do this. It's, uh, it's a very risky situation. So we've got to wait till the baby's born and see if uh, anything's going to happen with this. And if, uh, if so, then uh, I'm going to have him come on the show and talk about his, uh, his situation. And uh, hopefully he dodged that third bullet. Which would be very nice for him, at least, because he has no financial situation right now to uh, have to raise one kid, never alone the three potential ones he has floating around in the northeast of this country. It's amazing how tired you get. I had very uh, little sleep last night. I uh, was very involved in a new video game that I've been playing. Uh, it's called... Um, L.A. Nova, Nove, oh, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, and it's a uh, old-time gangster um, video game that takes place in L.A. back in the 40s, and it's a pretty cool game. 
And uh, it was very it was much of a coincidence that uh, as I was playing it, that's when I found out that Mr. Whitey Bulger was uh, caught, and he too is a gangster. And uh, yeah, Dave, I'm gonna give us a call here for the last ten minutes or so here at the studio. Six one seven. Six zero six four one two two. Six one seven six zero six four one two two is this call. If you want to call in and chime in briefly about something that has happened to you, something that's going to happen to you, maybe you're like my buddy. Maybe you have a kid out there in different states. Imagine a kid in three states. How would you arrange the visit visitation? You would have to work to be the visitor. You do two days there, two days there, two days. It's, it's a very difficult situation. I once knew a guy who had a kid who lived in New Jersey. And he lived up here in Boston. And he would hated the uh, ex-wife uh, more than anything. But wanted to see the kid. So he would have to drive halfway to New Jersey to pick up the kid for a long weekend or something. Just to turn around and drive him back a day or two later. At that point, I would just be putting my kid into a UPS box and shipping it. It's probably a lot cheaper that way. I would, of course, put a little couple holes in the box and mark it as fragile. Because I'm that kind of guy. I'm a nice guy. The Audio Network Radio Show fan, uh, fan page on Facebook needs some more fans. We have 213. We've been sitting at 213 for... A little time now. If you want to become a fan of the show and get some updates of guests we're going to be having on and and some other um, tidbits about the show, um, just go to your search box in Facebook and type in Adi and Eric Radio Show. And the and is the, uh, that and symbol that's located on the 7 button. Use that and like the show. And while you're there, like Adi84, A-R-T-Y-8-4, because that'll be me. And why the fuck wouldn't you like me? If you like me a lot, which I know you do, you're probably going to want to follow me on this trip next this, uh, this coming weekend. I'm leaving tomorrow morning, Friday, and I'll be back Wednesday. And this whole entire time, while I'm in the car, if you go to wizardy.com, you will be able to see exactly where I am Every 20 minutes on a map. And also, if that's not enough, if that doesn't really get you, what you're going to be able to do is you're going to have the, as a live uh, webcam in the car that will be on. Um, I just want to thank my partners at Livestream for, uh, for providing the video links. And uh, follow me with 2Es.com to provide the GPS link. The GPS link will be uh, working off my cell phone. Uh, it's a, it's actually a nice little like a nice little thing because if someone stole my cell phone, I'd be able to follow it along its path. It does suck the friggin' battery life out of the phone. So this will only be done while I'm moving in the car and I can plug the phone in. Um, we have a, quite a little setup, uh, a little computer, webcam, um, and I'm going to be doing some uh, some minor. Production, if you will. I'm going to have many hours to myself in this ride. And I encourage anyone who has my cell phone number to feel free to chime in anytime. I'm welcome any phone calls. 
And if you uh, want to talk to me, do so. I would really enjoy the uh, company along the way, even though I'm using this trip to uh, take some time for myself and work on some, uh, some projects that I have uh, lingering in the future. But in the time being, I, uh, I strongly suggest that uh, you become a fan of the show and become a fan of uh, wizardy.com. And uh, learn what's going on. It's going to be very interesting when it all is said and done. Uh, the list of stuff I have to work on is uh, its quite the uh, endeavor that I'm going to have to do. But um, it's all worth it. It's uh, lifetime, long-term goals. Essentially a bucket list of uh, items that will be worked on. Once I get back from my trip, I will be telling everyone all about my adventures. I would use this uh, .com, uh interactive media as a sense of a live uh, radio show. Because essentially, when the camera's on, there will be live audio. And uh, I will know if there's people watching. And when there are, I will be putting on a show for you. For the great listeners out there. I will be putting on a show for you, and I hope you enjoy it, as did I hope you enjoyed this show today, flying a little light, missing, a, uh, missing my co-host, we got, a, we got a phone call here, let's pick up this phone call, hello, thank you for calling the audience, Eric Radio Show, <laughs> who's this? Hey, Adi, it's, it's, uh, it's Joe in Seattle, man. Joe, buddy, what's up? What's going on, man? Nothing. I just wanted to uh, call you and, and give you a little good luck on your, your tour that's coming up. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. It's... I want to know, uh, I looked at your itinerary, and you're going through, you know, you're going to go to L.A. a couple of times. Yes. I want to know if you're going to see if you can squeeze a little time in there to hit up uh, Skid Row. Skid Row? What is Skid Row? You have to do Skid Row. It's on it's on East Fifth Street. Okay. Uh, if you look if you look on a map, there's a there's a street called San Pedro Street, and then there's East Fifth Street. It, it's it's considered like Central LA. Okay. But if you look at Fifth, it runs right through the middle of LA. Anywhere in that area, I think it's like eight blocks. You go through that, you have to hit that up. It's tense for like eight to ten blocks, dude. Crackheads walking the streets, you know, hookers oh, wow. everywhere. You, you have to go through that. Hook is intense and homeless people. You just inspired me to want to live there. Are they are they cheap? Are they cheap hookers? Because of the hookers. Yeah, are they cheap? Dude, they're like a penny. Because I'm on a cheap budget. Budget they, this they, too. They're the kind of they're the kind of hookers that come to you asking, you know, if you'll be a customer, pretty much for free. They just want to get in the car and you know go for a ride. I'm gonna have a, a really nice rental car. It's gonna be like a one of those mini cars, I think, from what I'm paying for this. Yeah, one. I used you got to go through it, man. I used to drive through it all the time with you know the East Coast license plate, and uh, oh, nice. it never got bothered, man. It's it's not like you're aggressive type people. People are so strung out; they don't even really know what's going on. They kind of walk the street like zombies. And it's called so you don't have to worry about getting hurt or, or anyone trying to you know rob you or anything. Just your car is in more danger in the parking lot as you're doing the show right now than if you were going through Skid Row. It's it's called Skid Row, huh? It's very interesting. I'm very uh, I'm actually looking forward to this. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure I could detour my path a little bit just to check it out. I mean, that's a good time. 
You can, yeah, dude, you can definitely, if you look, like, I looked at your itinerary, you're going to be going to the stadium, right, to go watch a Dodgers game, right? Yes. Yeah, so while, when you do that, when you're driving into L.A., you can, you're, you can be able to easily cut through Skid Row, just detour into Skid Row. And when you're coming from east to west, you'll be able to, you know, go right through that area and then cut right over to the stadium. It's not too far. Oh, very nice. I think I will be doing this Sunday. I'm heading to the game. It should be a good time. All right, yeah, definitely. you got to let me know when you're doing it. I want to I wanna hear from you. I want to chime in when you're going through that area. I want to know, like, your first, you know, impression of what's going on there. Well, here's what I'll do. I'll do one better. I'll have the web- webcam on in the car. So okay, when, you can when, have it on. All right. Yeah, I'll actually put that. You know, I'll, I'll mount it to the roof so people can actually see what I'm seeing. So you have the audio of me in the car, and you have a video footage of the free show on Skid Row. <laughs> are we talking? Are we talking the roof outside or the roof like inside? I'm, I think I'm going to go crazy. I think I'm putting the outside. Oh no! You might. All right. Just uh, put like a stick or something. That, you know, in the car next to you, just in case. Stick. Yeah, I used to carry around vice grips. I used to have one on each side of my car, like left and right, and I'd keep the windows down. And if anyone ever came near, I'd you know grab the pair and kind of just hold them up so people knew. You know. Wow. I didn't know LA was. Didn't know LA was such a hostile place to go visit. <laughs> well, the thing is, like when I when I live there, dude, I live next to the Staples Center, which is beautiful, right downtown. A lot of gentrification went on. Mm-hmm. And then, in order in order to get to you know Hollywood or East LA on the other side, the quickest way to get there was to go through Skid Row. Most people wouldn't do that, so there's in LA traffic's a nightmare. Yep. So this is good for you too. If you want to save a little bit of time, cut through Skid Row because there isn't no nobody drives a car through Skid Row except for the cops, and they're not going to bug you <laughs> because they're, they're worried about all the crackheads on the street. Huh. But the people in LA won't cut through there because they're they're all you know West Coast scaredy cats, scared of everything going on. Yeah. But I used to cut through and save like not even an exaggeration. I'd save about 25, 30 minutes. Wow. All right. Well, that's another reason to do it, I guess. There you go. You, you know, save yourself a half an hour, see some crackheads, some bums, some hookers. Uh, I'm not shitting you, though. You're going to see tent after tent after tent. You, it's a landmark, dude. You, you have to do it. Well, let me ask you a question. I'm going to be, on, I'm gonna be staying, in a, I'm staying in the border of West Hollywood and Beverly Hills, um, where my hotel is. And uh, I'm going to be there on Monday night. What is there to do around there on a Monday night? On Monday night, like, are you, are you talking specifically in the West L.A., Beverly Hills area, or are you talking in, like, L.A. as a whole? Uh, I, I, I would say probably close to where my hotel is, but if the stuff's other going on, I'm thinking, like, some kind of, some happening bar or some place to kind of chill at the, what people will be, a lot, of, a lot of people will be at, you know? All right, all right, all right, this is the thing. West L.A. is damn close to Hollywood, Okay. Right? And, and the thing about L.A. is traffic is, is a killer, during rush hour, but yep. if, you, if it's like 9 o'clock and after, 8.30 after, you're clear. You're not going to really hit that much traffic. Okay. Now, if you're near West L.A., if you can get into Hollywood and just peep down there for a little bit, mm-hmm. if you can get on Sunset Boulevard, obviously, and Hollywood Boulevard, they run parallel. I'm very, very, very close to both of those, actually, where my hotel is. Yeah, yeah. So when, on Hollywood Boulevard, you got to check out my, my favorite bar that I used to go to, all right? Okay. It's not... It's not a big, you know, L.A. style, dress real nice, go to the club with a suit and tie on. It's more like a laid back. It's kind of like an East Coast thing, but it, they threw it on Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. All right, it's called Snow, Snow White Cafe. Snow White Cafe. All right. And, and it's actually based after Snow White, you know, and the dwarves and all that. Oh, shit. So it's this great spot, though. It's just this little quaint, you know, slum of a bar. 
inside, but they have this great little area right outside on the sidewalk, and there's like a couple of wood stumps that you can sit on, and you're allowed to drink your beer and watch the people walking by. If you sit there for like 20 minutes, I shit you not, at least 10 people are going to come up to you trying to sell you shit, you know, trying to bargain with you, trying to play you a little bit. Try to hustle. So that, that's, a good, that's a good experience. For, they're all trying to hustle. Yeah, it's a good experience right there. I'm preparing myself to see things I've never seen before. Yeah, you have, you have to go to, to Snow White, dude, because you'll sit there. After going through, you'll sit there, and you're going to see all walks of life. You're going to see people in Spider-Man, like Spider-Man costumes, Batman costumes running around. You're going to see all the new yuppies that move in and that are going to school around there, the rich people. You're going to see the tourists, because that's where the stars are, which are filthy, by the way. They're not clean whatsoever. Wow. It's, dude, it's just, it, Hollywood Boulevard, it's filthy. You're going to see crackheads and bums, but you're going to see really rich people walking around, and that's the best place to take it all in. You'll just sit there, drink a beer, and watch them all go by. I'm going to tell you, I'd be lying if I didn't say I'm very excited about this. It's, dude, LA's great, man. That's one of, one of the best cities. You, you just got to you gotta go there, and, and, you know, you can do the whole stand in line and try to get into a club like LA style and pay 50 bucks, 25 to 50 bucks to get in. Yeah. Not really worth it. They're all the same, you know, good DJ, people dancing. The thing you want to see there is the all walks of life, man. You want to sit at like that cafe. That, it's, well, it's not a cafe. It's a bar. But you yeah. want to sit there and watch what's going on, you know? Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I know you're off, off the air quick, but the next thing I'd say is it, once you do that, get a drink in you. And then literally, you're going to take a – remember this. You're going to sit at Snow White Cafe, all right? Okay. You're going to bang a left, all right? Okay. It's, it's you're going to go down the street. Is left a fine street. Is left a hooker? Right. You're gonna well, you're gonna be standing right there. Like you'll see, you'll see right in front of you the sidewalk. Yeah. So just step out of there and take a left. You'll okay. Vine. When you hit Vine, take a right on it. You're gonna hit Sunset Boulevard. That whole area is great too. Nice. So and you'll see, dude, floating around. It's not like Boston. Boston. I love Boston. You know, it's better. I like it more than LA. It's home. Yeah. But LA, you're gonna see billboards fucking everywhere people everywhere so enjoy it it's gonna be an adventure i'm sure i'll be giving you dropping you a phone call if i need some uh tour guide advice in the la area man remember i'm on west coast time so you won't be waking me up that's true i will I, I, that's absolutely correct mm-hmm. and you better be make, you know making a trip at some point to the pacific north uh well i'm looking in september actually because uh I, me and uh, the, the the girlfriend are gonna be visiting some friends up in uh, Montana, I think, and then we're we're planning on shooting across to uh, Seattle. So in Montana, yeah, that is a fucking beautiful state. Dude. That, that, that's what I'm hearing. You can in Montana, you can drive off the freeway, right? Yep. And there's all these little pockets with these cliffs and rocks and hangers that are like you drive into them and you get smaller and smaller and smaller. I. We were telling a, a trailer on the way here, and I had to fucking back out because I actually, I honestly got scared that I was going to get stuck. So I had to back out because it was so tight. It's awesome. But yeah, man, definitely let me know when you do uh, the Pacific Northwest. You know, Seattle's good, Montana's good, Oregon's good. A lot of good microbrews out here. You know, a lot, a lot of cast companies. And- That's what I hear. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm sure you'll be hearing from me soon. Once we, uh, once we get back from this trip, we're going to... Uh, Try to organize this next one in a bit. So we'll see how this all goes right, first. Yeah. Let me know. And I'm going to stay with you over Christmas, all right? Sounds good, man. Sounds good to me. I like a day. Yeah, that, no, that, that's cool. That works. All right. Get that cam posted. We, I think we, everybody is going to want to see Skid Row. Yeah, right? Everybody I, should tune in for that. I think so, too. I think it's going to be a good time. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. All right. That was uh, Joe from Seattle calling in. 
originally from the Boston area out there. He's an implant of the Seattle area. But that does it. It's about it for the ID and Eric show. Minus Eric, just the ID here. Be on next week. Uh, make sure you stay tuned to wearsaudi.com for up-to-date, uh, uh, up-to-date locations of where I'll be on this trip. I'm sure it'll be interesting. And if for some reason the GPS stop or stops, you know I've died. So we'll be doing this uh, next week. Uh, become a fan of Facebook, ID and Eric Radio Show. And until then, you all have a wonderful week, and I will see you then. Later, good night, and uh, say a prayer that I don't die driving across the desert of Sierra Nevada. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hold on to your seats. You are about to engage in a listening experience unlike anything you have ever listened to before. Adult Entertainment Radio. Listen every Thursday night from 9.30 to 10.30 Eastern Standard Time here on Wicked Good Internet Radio. For more information on Adult Entertainment Radio, check out their website at aeradioshow.com.